Hi, this is Caitlin. And this is Emily. And we're the co-founders of ATX Television Festival. Every June, we bring the best of TV to Austin, Texas, for a -a one-of-a-kind, big-screen experience for the people who love TV with the people who make it. And you're listening to a special edition of the TV Campfire, an inside look at Season 8 of ATX TV Festival. Um, well, this is a new thing for us to do. We're going to sit down and just sort of... It's a cloudy day, and it is cold outside. In the middle of our pitch, and made cappuccino, frothing the milk and all. Talk about the inside, outside. No more for me, thanks. I'm driving. (laughs) Sort of behind the scenes making of, I don't know what phrase we're going to use, of the festival. So this podcast has taken so many different directions and I guess started last year with the TV campfire and our want to create content outside of just the festival panels and screenings. But then leading into this year's festival, we are spending all of our days and nights and every inch of our both personal and professional time planning this event. So it doesn't make sense to be doing to try to create whole new panels of conversations, which is essentially what the TV campfire was. We are having these amazing conversations at the festival every year, and our goal, as we've, I think, always say, is to keep the festival small and intimate. We want the rooms to feel small, and we want people to be able to feel like they're really part of a community, but we're having these amazing conversations that we really believe in, and we wanted to get those conversations out to the rest of the world. The thing that we find the most interesting is the partnership that we've built and how great and hard that is, but then also putting this thing on. Because at the end of the day, people look at it from the outside perspective and they see hopefully a thing that looks polished and looks put together and hopefully many seamless things. But at the end of the day, it's humans that are putting it on. So what does that human element of it look like when you're putting on something so big? It's the re- all the relationships. It's like ours is at the center of it and it's the one we've known the most deeply, the eight years of building this and how that has been hard on a friendship because that's what we were first, but then also partnerships. And it's also been extremely rewarding to help you figure out like who you are and what you want and how you work with people and everything else. But it's all the relationships with, you know, our advisory board, our ambassadors, our panelists, our studio network partners, our team, our community. Like we talk so much about this festival and putting it on for people. And that group of people is very widespread and yeah. yeah and it's it's the it's life it's yeah what does life look like when you have two people that have started this thing and now it's way bigger than us and so not only is there this huge pressure to live up to expectations and standards every deliver. year it's also to deliver <laughs> on that it's also how do we just function in our normal lives which i think is something that everyone is trying to figure out whatever your job is whatever your life is whatever your hobbies or day-to-day are. It's a how, I hate the word balance, but it is. It's how do I accomplish all of these things that I want to accomplish and do it to the standard that I want to. And it's a constant figuring it out. Hi, Robin. This is Emily Gibson. You just left me a message about the wire transfer. What time do you close today? I can't come by today. It really needed, okay. Um, it really needed to go out today, but 
I can make sure that it's okay for it to go tomorrow. Was it something that I did that I didn't do? Okay, great. So what time do you open in the morning? Okay, I will be there at 9. Okay, thank you. Bye. I could hear. You want to start there? <laughs> what's, that, what's the first question? How do you feel right now? <laughs> right now, there is, you know, you know 77 so days out. <laughs> and I'm buying a house. I'm moving into a new house on Monday. No big deal. No big deal. Nothing happening over here. We're eating two cookies and mm-hmm. a tea latte instead of drinking bourbon and Easter candy. So that's different. I know, mine has crunchy sprinkles on it, so I'm sure so everyone can hear that. I just finished my cookies in a way that I ate them way too fast, which is not surprising to you. And I did it so that I wouldn't do that as much. So we are officially less than 90 days out from season eight of ATX Television Festival, also known as Bum Bum TV Camp for Grown Ups. Yep. <laughs> so excited. I'm not more nervous. I'm not anxious. I'm very aware, and I feel like I'm very matter-of-fact. Like, it's not that brainstorming's over. Like, I think I'm excited about some things that are going to come down the pike, but I'm like, what's in, what's out? Who's, yeah. in, who's in, who's out? We still have a lot of programming to confirm, but, like, it doesn't have the same sort of, like, oh, yeah, let's just, like, wait and see. I'm like, no, no, no. Do it or don't do it. Like, don't drag me along. You've got, like, three days to decide. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's who's in, who's out, because then... When we know who's out, then we know what spaces we have to fill. Yeah. But I am most aware of programming. And when I say dollars, I mean ticket sales and sponsorships. Like, who's coming? Like, who who has a presence there, be it a badge holder or a brand? And how does that maybe translate to my budget, our budget? Um, but it it is tied up still. This is that That has been a constant of all of these recordings the last three or four weeks. It's the same thing. I'm, I'm still very aware of the same thing. I know that you're being practical and that we are at the point in time where we don't have the amount of money that we need in the bank account to pay for the festival. <laughs> and so we have to be uh, cautious about what happens next, but it also, I think that I get upset because I want to spend the money we don't have. Sure. And I, I want to spend the money we do have. Like, I want to have more money to spend. And then I want to spend it. I don't know if you want some real-time news. Oh, okay. But I feel like there should be a drum roll or something. I'm pretty excited about it. Okay. Felicia Rashad is the new awardee <gasps> of 2019 season eight. We will be Yay! honoring, I'm not even going to say one roll, Felicia, a Texan. Oh my gosh, that's great news. Yes. I'm very excited. <gasps> she has accepted. Yes. A woman. A person of color. I'm going to say it. That's so awesome. Yeah. Do we... No, I know nothing else. Great. I can maybe look at my email and see if there's more information. Let's see. Vice News Tonight is moving forward as a panel. They are finalizing a title and and panelists. Great. We're moving forward. We are moving forward. Slow and steady. Felicia Rashad. That's the leave it. Yeah, it is. The departing words. You know what? We're going to be in a whole new place next time we sit down here, or we will pull out our phone. We need to start doing that more in meetings. Yes. Talking about it. And you're going to buy a house in the next few days. Uh, Yep. The next time we record, I will be a homeowner. The festival itself is a spectrum, just to give it a base. 
started in 2012, and it was just Emily and I and an intern that we didn't know what to do with, um, who we loved, but didn't know how to actually manage an intern, and therefore, uh, we'll see how helpful (laughs) all of it was. But it was our friends and family and the two of us, and it ended up being 36 hours, if we're being generous, 700 people, and like 80 panelists, 70, 80 panelists, I think. And now four days, 3,000 people attending and volunteers and staff and panelists and everything else, 250 panelists and about 100 volunteers and five year-round employees, including Emily and I. And somewhere, we we need to count this, but somewhere between 25 and 35 seasonal, like, contracted staff that come on a couple of months before, like... With, with actual responsibilities and jobs to do. And then, again, all the volunteers that are sometimes high-level volunteers and things like that. But that's, that's about – and we're that's our goal this year, too. It's, yeah. l- last year was five of us year-round. Uh, we are actually hoping to break open that. We did a lot of work this year to kind of reorganize, create a mission statement, reorganize the festival into operations and programming and marketing. Those are kind of the three departments. There's currently not a marketing department. This podcast may be the marketing <laughs> department. And so we're actually coming up with a job description now for a director of marketing position, but then we're, we'll also be looking into how to fund that job. But hopefully in the next six months, there will be six of us yeah. full-time. I mean, that's so, the is a goal. So basically, the operations are all the logistics of the festival, and that includes everything from venues to events to um, what we really like to look at is the attendee experience, um, and that's everyone. That's from general attendees to panelists to sponsors to volunteers to industry members. So it is from the minute they walk through our doors till the minute they leave, what is their experience and how... How organized are we? How do we communicate with them? And honestly, it starts way before they actually enter into our footprint. It starts as soon as they buy a badge, honestly. What are we telling them? How are we communicating with them? What are, what's the verbiage we use? The main part of the team is myself and then Laura, our director of operations. And we, Laura came on a couple years ago full-time. She's been with us since the beginning. And then in season five, came on right before season five, came on full-time. Mm-hmm. Uh, which has been amazing because normally she would just, the first few years she would just drop in the weekend of the festival and hit the ground running, having worked in festivals before, knowing backgrounds on them, be able to kind of be our third arm in that section. But now going into it, she's able to really jump on, I mean, as soon as one festival ends to the next. It's all the teams too that go with it, like all these binders of like what the operations are, you know, opening and closing and setting up and pre-production and post-production. You guys also... Even if I help with negotiating, you are the implementation of all of our agreements, all the budgeting, the run of shows, the every 15 minutes. I basically create a document uh, that I started on last week that breaks down the entire festival in about 15-minute increments. And so it is every piece that is moving, and that's from I mean, when panelists meet in the green room, when doors open for each event, when they start, who's moderating, who's sitting on the panel, to transpo, transportation, when people are being picked up, when they're being moved. Uh, this is when red carpet signage is going up, when it's being torn down, where it's going, who's supposed to be where, when. So at any second during the festival, you can go to the sheet and know exactly 
where everyone's supposed to be. And the funny part is I spend so much time putting this together. And then once the festival starts, I don't look at it. Um, Laura does, which I appreciate. We work on it together. But it's really so going into the festival, we're all on the same page. Once things get started, you never know what's going to happen. The ball is rolling down the hill, and we're all just chasing after it, trying to Mm -hmm. keep up. But as long as we start on the same page, we're all going to end on the same page, even if things change in the middle, as they often do. It's a live event, and that's also what makes it fun. Yeah. The programming on the other side. (laughs) I don't know if you want to jump to that. Um, Yeah, so programming is me, and my other half is Jen, our director of programming, who came in year – she attended the first festival, started as an intern the second and third festival – I think she did. Yes. She, like, headed up the interns. So intern, second, and third festival, and then came on as our first official hire, outside of the two of us, obviously, year four. So she really has been a part of the festival. Like, yesterday she mentioned something about Fast Passes the first year, and she was like, I know because I used them. And we were like, oh, right. <laughs> You're, like, the only person in this group that, has, that like, at this point had attended the festival. Oh, that's so uh, weird. Isn't it? That's weird to think isn't about. Isn't it? <laughs> Really, our whole team does programming in terms of brainstorming and what do we want and going over the balance of things and are we, you know, what aren't we seeing? But Jen and I are responsible for going after the programming, confirming the programming, the kind of, for lack of a better word, the operations of the programming, which would be confusing if we actually called it that. But like, we're the ones that have to have all the phone calls with networks and studios. We have to track down an email to get to somebody to invite them if they don't have representation or their representation isn't being helpful. We are looking at the balance of, you know, light and dark or comedy and drama and past, present and future and our topical panels and our series focused panels, all of which we're running by our bigger team so because we all have such different tastes and programming is meant to represent a very wide group of people and things that we want to say so there's a lot of group meetings and I would say if we have a third it is it's Emily more than anybody else like we will have meetings then Jen and I will like hit the ground running grab a bunch of information get a bunch of confirmations and then the three of us will sit down or even Emily and Jen will sit down to really like look at all of the details of did you notice that this person isn't going to be here on Saturday and you have them on a panel on Saturday because maybe we don't do that. Those are the options. I have a personal worry about Lifetime and aging up against Trimmers and Veronica Mars, especially all at 10 a.m., but I don't have... Would you have that feeling about sex and directing against them? Like, are you just going to be worried about anything that's up against Trimmers and Veronica Mars? Um, I don't think as much about sex and directing. Hmm. In a weird way, because I feel like people are... Sorry, it's just really fun to talk about. (laughs) Because I feel like people are going to be... I mean, people are obviously going to be split about what they want to go to. So, I just feel like Lifetime and... I don't know. I mean, they can do a flip-flop. We can can try that. I'll double-check that there's no conflicts. Let's flip those. Because then if you're looking at skipping down to that block where we just put Lifetime and Aging up against Archer, Vice, and a script reading. Yeah, I agree. It's okay. Yeah, I think that that's okay. I feel like this diversifies. 
Because what they're up against. Yeah, there's a little bit of, like what's going to get people out of bed in the morning too. Mm. Yeah, sex gets people out of bed in the morning. There you go. Yeah, I think people will go. Like people are going to go to that. Keeps you sure. in bed. <laughs> oh my god! Unless you're living a very different nope. life. <laughs> that being said, Emily and I are both like these are new terms, but like a CEO and a COO, where we're constantly approving with one another like what that budget is Mm -hmm. should we buy this you know should we sell sweatshirts this year i don't know um do we have the budget to order those (laughs) i've always looked at it as and this is really our skill sets too you go and gather all the pieces Mm -hmm. and then you throw them back to me and i put them out in the map and then i tell you what we're missing and then you go grab it and gather and throw it back to me and I put it on the map and I move the pieces around and so we're constantly back and forth and you're like hey look at this shiny new piece that I got does this fit in there and then I move things around to make it fit because I know it's going to make it better Yep. and that's kind of our back and forth and what we're both really good at I agree okay so general updates programming I mean we kind of talked about this Reunions-wise, the things that are still on the table, the league we're announcing, mm-hmm. 90210, I'm still pushing for it. Even yep. if it ends up being like Kelly and Donna or Kelly and Brandon or yep. some kind of pairing, yep. I'm trying for that. Yep. That 70 show is still in a Wilmer Valderrama place. At some point, we'll cut it off. But I don't know. But those are basically, to me, what's left in the reunion category. Because now we have the league, men and trees, Greek, Greek. Trimmers, as nostalgia, it's less like reunion. Felicia Rashad, whether it's next week or the week after, but we're basically done announcing programming in a great way. And so now we have turned our focus to ticket sales. Yes. And we've got a plan Yep. for flash sales with newsletters and partnerships. And Laura's very cute idea about eight days for season eight, like promotions for things for people to enter to win we will give away eight badges for $8 each. So yes. you get a badge for eight bucks if you enter, and eight will be picked to buy for eight. And then the people who aren't picked will get a code yes. to get yes. to get a discount. And I think that that's really cute. I think it's really cute, too. And it's a month out from the festival. Totally. And it's a good promotion that eight, because leading into it, the eight days of eight things will be like favorite – I don't even know. Like eight heartthrobs, eight TV heartthrobs, yeah. or eight, eight favorite reunions, eight eight things you need to bring to camp. We should come up with what yep. these things are. Mm-hmm. Yep, that'll be a group activity. <laughs> um, Something but, more clever than what we've just yes. come up with. So we had a bump in bad sales last week when we announced Veronica Mars and other things. And I think it'll even be more when we can actually announce who's coming with Veronica Mars. Yes. Just because people Get will want to know and be yeah. excited. So yeah, I think the big stress is getting the schedule out next week. Yeah. I think that's a huge thing. Yeah. Let's see. Do you want to look at your five-year journal? Maybe. Let's see. Because, I mean, on the programming, that's reunions and who's coming. And, I mean, sponsorship-wise, Fiji Water has come on board. We're very excited about it. We have an official water of the festival. We love Fiji. Yes. Um, And the operations side, I mean, you guys are rocking on, you know, figuring out your lines and your systems. And I think all seasonal staff has pretty much been hired and and we're in a good place with operations other than you being – uh, sort of uh, buried under the weight of meetings. I know, I know. It's a lot of meetings. You know what? I think this will make us feel better. Okay, five-year journal, go. Last year, on the 15th, so just two days ago, yeah. uh, recorded Gloria and Justina for Complex Not Complicated. And one of them's coming back to the festival. Yeah. I'm so excited about the one day at a time thing. I don't know that we've talked about that on here, but like one day at a time got canceled by Netflix. I'm not excited about that part. But because they have been very embedded 
Mike Royce specifically. We've done men of certain age and enlisted. And so we followed his journey. Actually, I remember we we honored Norman Lear. And at that festival, his producer, Brent, told us, oh, we're trying to reboot one day at a time. I think it's going to be on Netflix. And Mike Royce is going to showrun it with a new uh, somebody we didn't know. I don't think she was mm-hmm. new. But yeah. Gloria Calderon Kelly. And we were like, oh, that's such a cool idea. Blah, blah, blah. Turns out to be one of our favorite shows. And we've watched this journey. They just had season three, and then Netflix didn't pick it up, which won't, won't. But we decided to extend and ask, would you guys want to come and sort of, maybe it saves it, maybe it's a swan song, I don't know. But we basically have the whole cast, except for Rita Moreno and Marcel, the the son. Which is so cool. It's very, very cool. I'm so excited for Todd Grinnell. This special edition of the TV Campfire was produced by Caitlin McFarland, Emily Gibson, AJ Myers, and our audio partners, Five Ohm Productions. Visit them at fiveohm.com if you are in need of the people, expertise, and equipment that can turn your project or event into a -a one-of-a-kind experience. Go to atxfestival.com for details on this and our other audio projects. Be sure to follow our journey on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ATX Festival and subscribe to our newsletter and this podcast for up-to-date details on what's happening next. I want to do, it's why we're trying to produce content and make a podcast and diversify is... And having music play over a moment is so much more powerful than hearing... So you're only really Cuban if you come from a certain part of the world? It's Come crazy. on, people. It, it becomes bigger than, this sounds like fair, so vague. It becomes bigger than the one thing.